0: From the Grassroots Media Team at Weave News, this is Interweaving.
1: Welcome to Episode 17 of Interweaving. I'm John Collins. As the world continues to confront the ongoing COVID-19 crisis we decided to spend some time focusing on another fundamental issue that's not going away either, the global search for environmental solutions. Today's episode was produced by our friends at the Talking Wings Collective. From the Antigua watershed in Mexico to the waterways of Haudenosaunee territory along the U.S.-Canadian border, their story points us towards strategies for promoting regenerative agriculture and overcoming the toxic legacy of global extraction and colonization. As you'll hear now, they begin by inviting us to pay attention to the small but essential pollinators whose role in feeding the world cannot be overstated.
2: the sound you're hearing are melipona stingless bees these bees are native to tropical and subtropical regions throughout the world however, these particular winged beings are from Coatepec, Veracruz, Mexico but we're getting ahead of ourselves here my name is Sinsun Roen Aguilar
0: My name is Veronica Blake Lavia. Talking wings is a collective composed by the producer Alejandro Beltram Cordero, my life partner Zinzun, and myself.
2: It is important in retelling any story, in talking about any project, about any endeavor, to first acknowledge the land in which we stand. We are currently on Haudenosaunee Mohawk territory in the St. Lawrence River watershed, along the banks of the Grass River as it flows through the settler town of Madrid, New York. As we walk along this river, and we feel its flow, we must remember the histories, the histories that lie underneath, histories of conquest, histories of division, histories of exploitation. Remember the logs that flowed down this river, highways of logs, of trees that were cut and floated down to the mills that then, in turn, polluted these waters. We have to remember the dams, the dams that cut the river's flow, that powered the industries, that powered the mills, and choked life from the river.
0: We are documentarians and filmmakers, and we are currently working on the feature documentary Burning or Breathing and its an accompanying website. The feature documentary um, features earth guardians across North America uh, that are working with regener- regenerative agriculture practices and um, uh, to fight to protect their communities and environment, uh, either against uh, pipelines or against large damming projects of rivers. Uh, And also we are talking about, uh, in the documentary, about Melipona bees, which are the stingless bees that are the heart and life of the tropics.
2: Throughout Turtle Island, North America, these bees are guardians of the forests, the tropical forests. They pollinate natives species and keep the powerful from powerful trees to vital crops that feed huge populations alive. I had the pleasure and the honor of filming many of these bees. It wasn't an easy task and I'm not quite sure the bees appreciated my intrusion. Of course, they're stingless so they would, I didn't get poisoned or stung however they did try to bite me on multiple occasions I made an unfortunate choice and most beekeepers anyone who really works with insects would, would almost shake their heads at my folly but I made an unfortunate choice of having washed my hair with shampoo before going on this foolish endeavor of course the bees smelled that aroma which they didn't like and they were in my hair they didn't want to leave my hair luckily I had my hair cut short so but still they they went from everywhere from my hair to my eyelashes to different parts of my body everything that was exposed different bees um, were more or less aggressive um, I shouldn't say really aggressive, because they have all the right to defend their their hives from very noisy, nosy intruders with cameras. But the Bartamona bees were especially protective <laughs> and really went after me. Other bees, like the Melipona bechi, which is specifically important to defend Mayan cultures, There's a long history and tradition of Milipona Bechi beekeeping on the Yucatan Peninsula. The Milipona Bechi are not as protective or probably they are but they didn't launch themselves at me and I didn't have as many unfortunate excursions with Milipona Bechi bees. We met these bees in Guotebec, Veracruz, a city Nestled in the hills of La Antigua watershed, Mexico. The Antigua watershed hosts a wide and diverse variety of ecosystems, from high altitude pine forest to cloud forest to more tropical, subtropical what they call capitals, these regions that have been basically transformed into coffee producing plantations.
0: Uh, what was fascinating about Cotepec is that even if it's uh, in uh, a subtropical area, um, it's not that warm and uh, at a certain time of the day, almost every day, um, indeed we were in the cloud forest so this cloud would descend on the city and everything would acquire this grayish tinge unfortunately we have heard being there that there used to be way more humidity and uh, the cloud was way more present in the last over the last 10 years and probably more the weather and the climate partners have been changing dramatically so that the air is becoming drier and drier and this phenomenon is disappearing
2: and why why what did people tell you why is this happening
0: it is happening mostly due to deforestation uh, to um, the plantations of uh, plants that are not supposed to be there such as potatoes Invasive um, potato plantations that clear cut a lot of this very precious forest which is only one percent of the entire Mexican ecosystem and uh, this potato plantation clear cut the forest and use a enormous amount of fertilizers and uh, um, chemical um, pesticides and this destroy the land so to the point that after barely more than one year that land is already unusable and of course uh, the lemon plantations too are starting to do that and before that it has been uh, the uh, large plantations of uh, mango that did that So, mostly do, and uh, of course, the cane sugar. uh, Like factories like Coca-Cola have their cane sugar plantation there and those two contribute to the destruction and uh, drying up of this very humid environment.
2: The waters of the Antigua watershed flow throughout these regions. They flow past the fields of papa invasora, invasive potatoes. This water flows past cities like Jalapa that dump their garbage into these vital currents. It then flows past towns like Jacomulco. Jacomulco, the brave town of Jacomulco, where where pueblos unidos, de la Cuenca de la Antigua por Rios Libres, Burcal, a collective that managed to stop Odebrecht, the Brazilian giant mammoth predatory constructor of dams, managed to stop this gigantic company from building a dam that would have blocked the entire Cuenca de la Antigua. They protected their waters. They protected their waters and continue to protect their waters the fight has lasted about four years and they still hold a vigil, a vigil blocking the company from ever coming back to take over their river. I tried to walk to the river, tried to walk through the land that was protected by Pukar. The land however had been transformed it used to host, well, in the past it used to host a, a subtropical forest that was then cut down. It then hosted a mango forest, a forest of mango trees, but that when the large global economies cut the price of mango, it was left abandoned. The mango forests did flourish and grow. However these are now almost all cut down to be replaced with sugarcane production the sugarcane that sugars up all of our drinks and the drinks around the world and with lemons which are now becoming more profitable and to make these lemons grow you have to cover them in pesticides. It was an interesting experience reaching the r- trying to walk to the river. We were stopped by a lemon producer who almost violently, um, him and his dog attempted to scare us away saying that we were not welcome me with my intrusive camera was not welcome we decided then that it was safer to turn back (laughs) um and walk back to Purkal which luckily were protecting us and would have stood up for us if anything um not so savory happened there had been lots of violence between different lemon producers and lots of killings between people that were fighting over these the land the right um Plant lemons and cover them in pesticides that then would flow into the river. We didn't just meet people, lemon producers that were trying to set their dogs on us. <laughs> we also met very brave, very brave earth guardians, people that are using agriculture as a means to protect the water. In the words of Meche, from Hiko Viejo, a, a town way up high oh, in the cloud forest, amidst the cloud forest, a town that has a an, long and ancient history. It used to be the foundation of a large civilization, a civilization that to this day we don't exactly know the details of who they were and why they disappeared. Meche who was previously only considered herself to be someone that took care of care of household duties around her house, taking care of her children and of other chores, household chores. However, she now supports the entire family. Her husband does not need to go to work in the city because of her and her brave work. She has started a small well, small but soon-to-be-growing farm. She grows a large different variety of leafy greens. Also, she grows corn and beans in what they call the milpa and what people in the Haudenosaunee community call the Three Sisters. Corns, beans, and squash. However, the milpa in Mexico, besides being corns, beans, and squash, also includes many other plants plants that are for healing, plants that are meant to feed the other animals that live in the area. She sees the birds as her friends, even though sometimes they eat her corn. The boar she sees the birds as animals, beings that have just as much right to eat the corn as she does. And as she protects the land the, and, make, and grows food that feeds her family and sustains her family, She's very conscious that she's also protecting the water, the water that flows south, that flows through Hakomulco. And that brings life to the entire region.
0: Nowadays, it's very important to think about regenerative agriculture and environmental solutions. Um, They're both vital topics that are gonna determine the way in which we approach the this near future the land has been exploited intensely and our planet is gonna is starting to shift dramatically and these shifts are gonna bring large movements of people, large displacements of people, and um, catastrophic environmental distractions. We are still in time to change the way in which we cultivate the land, the way in which we um, produce things, and the way in which we transport the things we produce all over the world. We need to go back to a more local agriculture. Uh, We need to give back the money and the resources to the local farmers. We need to restore environments and think about uh, less intensive cultivation approaches.
1: You're listening to Interweaving, a podcast of conversation and context from Weave News. Since 2007, Weave News has been investigating underreported stories, highlighting alternative perspectives, and promoting grassroots media making and critical media literacy. If you're interested in joining us as a content contributor, visit weavenews.org/submissions. Now, back to more interweaving.
2: Our business. Please help us help you. If you see something, say something. The sounds that you're hearing is us passing through airports. Airports in the time of a pandemic, in the time of COVID-19. It was an easy trip. Even it took us three days, but it, it was an easy trip. Everything was empty. And like the swarming bees, so full of life, the airports were sterile almost dead places the planes departed with only one to two passengers such a huge waste of carbon and energy and resources this economy has frozen the world has frozen and as things slowly come back to life we need to remember Remember that we are not made of planes and cars. This world is not sustained by us and our busy lives. This world is sustained by the bees. It's sustained by the melipona bees that pollinate the tropical trees. It is sustained by pollinators around the world that keep all of the crops that we eat alive, preventing them from going extinct. Without these vital links, there'll be no life on Earth. That's why it's important to shift our attention away from what we're losing (laughs) or what we think we've lost and to look to what is there, the beauty of a life that is flourishing and that needs our collaboration and our part and the part of Blake and I we are co-organizing the North Country Art Land and Environment Summit which will take place on Haudenosaunee territory the St. Lawrence River watershed in September 2020 while most of the events will hopefully um, be hosted by the universities of st lawrence university clarkson university and suny potsdam we were involving different organizations throughout the region bringing together voices to discuss these vital topics the vital topics of how we can protect how we can protect these environments that sustain us and protect the future prepare for the future of the next generations. We're all working to create regenerative solutions to the climate crisis, which are local and global. The events include topics such as water, land use and land rights, environmental art and storytelling, and of course, regenerative agriculture. To set the stage, there will also be exhibitions and film screenings. In the reality, of post in the post COVID reality, things are probably going to shift. We don't know if we'll be able to host large events or events at all. However, it's happening regardless. It's co- if it has to be moved virtually, it'll have to. Be- it will be moved to virtual platforms. However, these essential conversations will continue.
0: With this feature documentary and uh, with the summit wh- that we are organizing this coming September in the St. Lawrence River watershed, I really hope to bring forward the world of people that are actively fighting and um, striving to protect our environment and uh, create um s- environmental solutions that are going to help the future of this Earth. Personally, with my art, I want to build a net of connections between the people that my partner and I are interviewing so that the knowledge of what's happening can be shared with, within the people that are working Uh, with their environmental regenerative solutions and at the same time that it can be shared with a wider audience that might not have access to um, what other people are doing to protect the land.
2: Hopefully throughout the world, throughout the region, conversations about regenerative solutions will continue to flourish to propagate and will spread pollinating future conversations elsewhere so as the resistance begins to flower we all must remember our part our part like these little little Milipona stainless bees for even though we as us as individuals are just one small speck in a much larger cosmos in a much larger and complicated planetary system. We can also spread these stories. And as we spread these stories, we must remember that every single one of our actions
1: helps keep this world flowering and flourishing. On behalf of the team here at Interweaving, Thank you to Blake and Sinsoon from the Talking Wings Collective for sharing their story with us today. We have more information about their work, including the Burning or Breathing documentary and the North Country Art, Land and Environment Summit, over on our website at weavenews.org/interweaving. Please check it out and follow Talking Wings on Instagram for updates on their work. Meanwhile, We'll be back soon with another set of COVID-19 diaries sent in by citizen reporters. So please watch for that in the coming days. And for more on how you can share your own COVID-19 story with us, visit our project page at weavenews.org COVID-19 diaries. That's weavenews.org COVID-19 diaries. Until next time, thanks and take care.
0: Interweaving is a production of Weave News, weaving the world together one underreported story at a time. Our engineer is Terry Dubray and our theme music is provided by Bee Children. For more exciting Grassroots Media content, find us online at weavenews.org or on social media at weavenews. There you can find out how you can support us or join us in our work. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another episode of Interweaving.